A science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, out. I it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. We have live shows coming up January 6th in Seattle, January 10th in New York City, January 12th in Maine, and January 28th in London. StoryCollider.org for more details. This week's story is from Alex Bellows. The story was recorded in November 2014 at the Book Club in London. After a decade and a half of being a journalist, in 2010 I published my first Maths book, Alex Advent- Alex's Adventures in Numberland, or in the US, he's looking at Euclid. Now, the book changed my life in three different ways. Firstly, I married my editor. There she is, sitting on the front row. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I bet you didn't think I'd say that. Secondly, friends who until that moment, had expressed no interest at all in my arithmetical abilities, started to insist that I always calculate the bill at the end of a meal. (laughs) Now, this was a role I really quite liked because it's amazing how impressed some people are by the ability to divide by two. (laughs) The third thing was that my friends, acquaintances... Basically, anyone who was introduced to me as, this is the maths book guy, they all wanted to ask me the same question. And it was, Alex, so what's your favorite number? I hated that. I don't have a favorite number. Now, it's tough not having a favorite number if your chosen career path is to travel around the country trying to get people excited by mathematics. So I would go and give talks all the time. Uh, universities, schools, businesses, um, conferences. You know, I would go and I would talk for an hour, give what I thought was like a fantastically interesting introduction to mathematical concepts. Always the first person with their hand up to ask the questions at the end would say, What's your favorite number? Oh, I just wanted to die. I wanted to... Um, so disillusioned was I with, with the human race, basically. Because who on earth has a favourite number over the age of five? But oh, it would come again and again. Wherever I went, it didn't matter the age of the people I was talking to. They always had that question. And one time I just thought... I, I was just so tired with it. I said, look, you know, rather than responding gracefully, I just said, well, what's your favourite number? And then I realized the person wasn't saying this to trivialize what I was doing, which is what I would have thought. Basically, they were sharing. The answer was not, ha, 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 I caught you out. It was, um, six. What? You've got a favorite number? And murmuring through the audience, the person sitting next to them, yeah, mine's 13. So I said, well, who here has a favorite number? Over, well over half the audience put their hands up. I couldn't quite believe it. Maybe, you know, two-thirds. And so I started to ask that question, 
whenever I gave a talk. How many people have got a favorite number? Always between half and two-thirds. And uh, this was irrespective of the age, of the mathematical ability, of where I was. I, you know, I've been all through, the, all through Britain, and I've been you know, actually uh, abroad as well. Always between about half and two-thirds of an audience say they have a favorite number. And now, something changed in me. I thought, well, this is interesting. This is unexpected. And, you know, my background is in mathematics, and it's also in journalism. And as a journalist, you're always searching for things that are unexpected. And this was totally unexpected. And as a sort of science maths guy, I'm like, quantify, measure, quantify. And so I thought, hmm, I wonder if I can quantify people's emotional responses to numbers. So what I did with the tools I had available for me, to me, was uh, I started an internet survey to try and find the world's favorite number. I bought the uh, URL, favoritenumber.net, because favoritenumber.com, favoritenumber.org, and favoritenumber.co.uk had already gone. <laughs> and on it, I just said, what's your favorite number? Why? I didn't want to say, you know... Given that it was an unscientific survey, I wanted to be as scientific as possible. So I didn't want to say, what's your favorite number between 1 and 10? Or what's your favorite number, no fractions allowed? Or what's your favorite number on this certain date? Just what's your favorite number? So people could write whatever they liked. And then why? They could write whatever they liked. And I went live. And I thought, you know, through Twitter, Facebook, maybe a few friends and friends of friends, I might get like a few hundred people responding. Within a few weeks more than 30,000 people from across the world had filled in my survey to find out uh, the, the favorite number survey. And so I was thinking, my God, I'm sort of being vindicated here. There is something interesting and unexpected because, you know, who'd have thunk it? And I actually had to stop the survey because I was getting too much data at about 44,000 submissions. So you all want to know what the results were. What are... The world's favorite numbers. Okay, here's the top 10 in reverse order. Number 10. In 10th place, 11. <laughs> in 9th place, 2. 8th place, 6. 7th place, 9. 6th place, 13. And now, the top 5. <laughs> in 5th place, 5. In 4th place, Four. Third place, eight. In second place, three. And the world's favorite number, according to my very unscientific survey, seven. Now, you could say, what is the point of doing all that work to find out the world's favorite number is seven? It's obvious it's going to be seven. And you know, it is true if you look at all kind of ancient myths and just in culture. What is the number that we attach most kind of emotional weight to? It's number seven. But you could also, and granted unscientifically, sometimes that's unscientific survey, see that there was kind of some interesting mathematical patterns behind the results. So, just briefly, you know, I know we're not supposed to talk about science here, and I guess because this is slightly non-science, it doesn't matter. But, you know, we prefer, according to my survey, lower numbers than higher numbers. We prefer odd numbers to even numbers, and we really dislike round numbers. Really, they really, really, really low. Um, why would you like a round number? Because a round number doesn't know what it is. You know, when I say 100, that's a round number. There's maybe 100 people here. What I mean is there's anything between, like, 50 and 150. So 
that was all kind of very all well and good, but you know, I had, as well as the quantitative data, the qualitative data was just amazing. I had, you know, 40,000 love letters to numbers, reasons why people liked these numbers. They were their favorite numbers. They were thought through. And, you know, the most common reason was, oh, it's the date of my birthday. But even that was quite interesting because it's only certain days that you have to be born on to choose that day's number to be your favorite number. If you were born on the 25th or the 30th or, God forbid, the 31st of a month, 25 or 30 or 31 is not going to be your favorite number. But 7, 11, 13, 9, these numbers, it could well be your, your favorite number. So I learned quite a lot. I learned loads, in fact. And I was... I knew mathematics, but I was also kind of moved by reading these thousands and thousands of submissions. And seeing as this is about science and storytelling, I could not stand up here without reading you some of my favorite submissions from the favorite number survey, because every number, every submission tells its own story. So I'm just going to, you know, also in the, um, the survey what's your favorite number, why? Then people would put it in. They said, look, quick, before you go, like, how old are you? Where are you from? How much maths have you got? And are you a man or a woman? So I know a little bit about the demographic. And this was submitted by a Canadian woman, aged 34, with university-level maths, or I guess math. And she chose 7.07. She's got two sevens in there. 7.07. And this is what she wrote in the tiny little box on my website. This number, and of course, a big sigh from all of you guys, is 10 over root 2. You all knew that. I'd been doing a lot of trig homework for a calculus class I was taking in undergrad, and this number appears a lot. At the time, I was sort of weirded out by the fact that I kept waking up at 7.07 instead of 7.30 when my alarm was set for. Anyway, one Saturday, I went to my local art supply store and bought some paintbrushes. To my surprise, the total came to $7.07. And I sort of blurted out, oh, that's 10 over root 2 all over again, to the very cute cashier for whom I had a rather pathetic crush and who I was constantly embarrassing myself in front of. (laughs) After explaining myself, he was duly impressed and began embarrassing himself in front of me whenever I came to the store. And from that point on, I realized there's a brand of arty guys that like nerdy girls. And this still makes me happy some 15 years later. (laughs) Ah, what an amazing story. (laughs) A male, a man, I guess, 32 years old from Ireland, he chose the number 219. This number is the lowest whole number, too boring to have its own Wikipedia entry, (laughs) which I find interesting. Now, actually... Lovers of 219, um, it now does have its own page on Wikipedia. The lowest number not to is 224. Boring number. Um, This Russian male, age 21. A billion and seven. It's the largest prime number I can remember. Which is even funnier when you realize that a billion and nine is also prime. (laughs) In fact, a billion and seven and a billion and nine are the largest known primes. I'm sorry to be getting into technical stuff that are known of the form 
a one, then loads of zeros, then a seven, one, loads of zeros, and then a nine. Kind of interesting. Okay, 22. This was the name of a pet turtle that I had. I typed out random numbers on my calculator, then multiplied and divided other random numbers, and that was the answer. The turtle had a number for a name because he was a secret agent (laughs) and used to disappear at night. But he would be back by morning, safe and sound. No details. Okay, Um, I've got a couple more I think you'll enjoy. Um, This was from a 19-year-old American woman. She actually gives number 64, and she actually gives four reasons listed, and I'll give you them all. One, video games. (laughs) Two, it sounds epic. Just say it. 64! Number three. It wins a lot in the I'm thinking of a number between one and a hundred game. Do you guys play this game a lot? (laughs) Some people do. And the fourth reason is when you meet someone and you're still making first impressions, a special bond is created when you find out that their number is also 64. (laughs) Brackets. You'd be surprised how often this actually happens. Close brackets. Okay, this is from a uh, Hungarian male, age 20. And uh, kind of nicely, he really sort of sums up the whole thing because his favorite number is seven. And he kind of explains it, and he sort of explains it pretty well. I, you know, apologies for my Hungarian accent, but, you know, my mother was Hungarian, so I kind of feel I, 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 I'm allowed to uh, mutilate the accent. Seven. Favorite number must be under 10. Yeah. Even number not sympathetic. They are too common. Actually, you know, as a side, they are more common because, you know, how do we learn numbers? We learn numbers by doing our times tables. Even numbers are much more frequent than times tables. Odd numbers, better. Three, it is too legendary. Five, Exactly the half of ten. Nine, almost ten. Seven is the best. Like a nice and clever woman. So, after doing, reading all these, you know, it's like the love that dare not speak its name. Huge amounts of passion about numbers that, personally, I had this kind of Total change, like, you know, you get these chain smokers who then become fervent anti-smoking campaigners. I was a favorite number hater who became its kind of number one evangelist. I think we should all have favorite numbers. I think it makes the world a better place. And I'll leave you just with a reason that was sent in to the survey, which is... Sorry, it's on... Always goes on over the fold, doesn't it? It's one of life's lessons. Having a favorite number means that you get a little buzz every time you happen to be sitting in seat 53 on a train or notice that the time is 9.53. I can't think of a reason not to have a favorite number. Thank you very much.
That was Alex Bellows. Alex is the author of the popular science bestsellers The Grapes of Math and Here's Looking at Euclid. In a previous life, he was the Guardian's South America correspondent based in Rio, where he wrote Football, the Brazilian Way of Life, a book on Brazilian football. He also ghostwrote Pele's autobiography. Alex blogs on math for The Guardian and presents math documentaries for BBC Radio 4. His YouTube clip on how to cut a cake has had more than 6.5 million views. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have archives of the podcast and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wecht, Aaron Barker, and Ari Daniel. The podcast is produced by Rose Evelith. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to the book club for hosting the show, and to my own favorite number, three. Thanks for listening.